You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is Father James Shaw, and I wish to begin with an introduction to a course, if you will, a series of uh, lectures, uh, a series of suggested readings on political philosophy. We will read a number of books that you may uh, have and acquire that will be the basic themes of what I wish to go through. We will read Aristotle's Ethics first, and then we will read a book of Cicero in the Penguin edition called Selected Works, and in that book we will read two or three essays of Cicero, which are quite well known and quite famous. Then we will read the uh, book of Yves Simon, we'll look at the book of Yves Simon, which is called A General Theory of Authority. Now, what we're doing in all of these things is going, in a sense, chronologically from classical times to modern times, but we are using the Simon book because, though it is a relatively modern book, it is a book that sets up the background in a way that very few other books do about political philosophy and about philosophy in general. Then we will take a look at some passages in Scripture that have to do with political philosophy. Then we will take the book of Herbert Dean called The Political and Social Ideas of St. Augustine, which will give us a chance to look at St. Augustine. Then we will spend some time with St. Thomas's treatise on the laws. And from then, we will take a look at the um, beginning of modern political philosophy, which is considered to be with Machiavelli's book on the prince. The next we will take after that is the little book of Alan Bloom, which is called Shakespeare's Politics, which is quite an interesting book. Then we will read my book at the Limits of Political Philosophy. Then we will read uh, Locke's Second Treatise. We'll take a look at that. And also uh, we'll say some words about Hobbes and Rousseau in this context. We will then read E.F. Schumacher's book, A Guide for the Perplexed, which will be followed by Nietzsche's book, Beyond Good and Evil. And we will conclude with a reading of Plato's Republic. Now that in general is what I propose and purport to uh, do here. I will indicate in each beginning, or the end of each lecture, what we have read and what we plan to read for the next session.
there will be some, I don't know, some 40 uh, separate discussions. The student, the reader, uh, or listener to this particular program uh, should take a look and read the text as we go along. What I say here is meant to be a help to the student to read the text. The theme is, of course, that to understand political philosophy, you need to know more than political philosophy. You need to know some theology and some philosophy, much history, some some other kind of things in literature that you uh, need to pay attention to. In the conclusion, we will come back to the beginning. We will begin with Aristotle and, be, and end with Plato. There is, of course, a reason for that, and the reason will become more manifest, I think, as we go along. But here, what I wish to do in the beginning is to begin with certain, shall I say, phrases or comments that I consider to be short statements of famous writers which have to do with setting up the background of political philosophy. The first one that I, I wish to read is from Tolkien, uh, from a letter he wrote to Stan, uh, Stanley Unwin in 1950. And there he said, quote, Here we meet the motive of the first example of the motive to become a more predominant one in the Hobbit, that the greater, the great policies of world history, the wheels of the world, are often turned not by the lords and governors, even the gods, but by the seemingly unknown and weak uh, people of the world, owing to the secret life in creation and the part unknowable to all wisdom but the one, the God, that resides in the uh, intrusion and in the intrusions of the children of God into the drama. So, the end of the quote. The second reflection or citation is from Aristotle's Politics, where he said, Our purpose is to consider what form of political community is best of all for those who are most able to realize their ideal of life. We must therefore examine not only this, but other constitutions, both such as actually exist in well-governed states and any theoretical forms which are held in esteem, that what is good and useful may be brought to light. The end of the quote. And the second question comes from the Roman philosopher Seneca, and he says, Whether we agree with the Greek poet that sometimes it is jolly to be mad, or with Plato 
that it is vain for the sober man to knock poesy and knock at poesy's door to be a poet in other words or with aristotle that every great genius has a mixture of madness in any case only a mind that is excited is capable of great and transcendent utterances the end of the quote so unless you are interested in the matter unless it excites you you will not follow it a very great theme in both seneca and in plato the third citation is simply a short one from st augustine in latin it reads cantare amantus est in english only the lover sings that's found in uh, the roman breviary actually on the feast of st augustine of August the 28th. No book is quite like the Confessions of St. Augustine, which we will not read here, but it is a book of central universal importance, as you know. The next citation, the fifth, is from Thomas Aquinas, where he says, quote, Truth and goodness include one another. The truth is something good, otherwise it would not be worth desiring. And the good is true, otherwise it would not be intelligible. So the good and the true are both necessary to each other and are related to each other. The next citation is from Richard Stevens, who wrote a book, which is called Political Philosophy and Introduction, in which he remarks, quote, Perhaps the origins of political philosophy had been the need to protect philosophy from politics. We will see that. The essence of political philosophy had been, from the beginning, the effort to identify the best regime. Plato's Republic and Aristotle's politics, each in its own way, had compared all of the imaginable regimes and identified the best imaginable one. Each showed that the achievement is in practice of the best regime was simply impossible or at least nearly impossible. So each of those books turned to the question as to which of the imperfect regimes was more or less better. The end of the quote. So it may be necessary to be content with a regime that is not perfect, and a regime that is not perfect may in fact not be one which is of this world. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.